0: chapter seven of the rover boys on the great lakes by arthur m winfield the slipper box recording is in the public domain reading by matt Perard. chapter seven the escape of arnold baxter arnold baxter where is my brother dick demanded tom as he reached the carriage and caught the evil-doer by the arm to say that arnold baxter was astonished would be to put it altogether too mildly he was completely dumbfounded "'You!' he said slowly, hardly knowing how to speak after he had caught his breath. "'Yes, you rascal. Where is Dick?' "'Dick?' "'Yes, Dick. I know nothing of your brother. This is a a complete surprise. I didn't know you were in Cleveland.' "'Perhaps not. But let me tell you that we know your game, and we are going to hand you over to the law.' "'Never!' Arnold Baxter fairly hissed out the words, "'Let go of that horse!' the latter words to Sam. "'Don't you do it!' cried Tom, and then he caught Arnold Baxter by the leg. "'Come out of the carriage!' A fierce struggle ensued, and, afraid that Tom would get the worst of it, Sam set up a loud shout for help. "'You whelp, I'll fix you!' ejaculated Arnold Baxter, and catching up the whip, he struck at Tom with a butt-end, he caught the youth directly over the head and tom went down as if shot let tom alone screamed sam help help who is it came from a distance and luke peterson hove into sight Hello? the man we are after he made a dive for arnold baxter but the latter was too quick for him and leapt from the opposite side of the carriage to the ground the horse now became frightened and set off on a run directly for a lane behind dr carley's institution tom are you badly hurt questioned sam but even as he spoke tom tried to stagger to his feet seeing this sam began a chase after baxter with the lumberman beside him arnold baxter was fleet of foot and realizing what capture meant a return to prison with his sentence to be served once more from the beginning he ran as never before straight for the dock where the peacock lay his first thought was to board the schooner and set sail out into the lake but a second thought convinced him that this would be unwise they will follow me on a tug or steamer and the jig will be up in no time he said to himself i must find some hiding place many of the docks were enclosed by high board fences and coming to one of these he leaped over and made his way to a huge pile of merchandise here he crouched down and kept as quiet as a mouse sam and peterson followed by tom traced him to the fence but once on the opposite side lost all track of the rascal he's gone said tom after running hither and thither on the dock he has given us the slip nicely he can't be far off returned sam i believe he was bound for that doctor sanitarium when we spotted him so do i and i wouldn't wonder if poor dick is at the place a prisoner the matter was talked over for several minutes and the two brothers decided to return to doctor Carley's sanitarium the lumberman said he would remain around the docks on the lookout for arnold baxter if you catch him i'll give you fifty dollars said tom my father i know will pay the amount willingly i'll do my best answered peterson he was by no means rich and glad enough of a chance to make such a sum besides this the ways of the rover boys appeared to please him when sam and tom returned to the doctor's place they found the coach driver still at hand he having caught arnold baxter's horse at the entrance to the lane "'Take him to the stable and ask the doctor if the rig is his,' said Tom, and the coach-driver agreed. He was gone the best part of quarter of an hour. "'The doctor says it is his horse and carriage, but he also says he didn't know the turnout was out,' he announced with a grin. "'He's an oily one, he is.' "'Right you are, but he can't stuff us with his fairy tales,' replied Tom. "'Do you suppose there is a policeman handy?' there was probably one somewhere around i wish you would hunt him up and bring him here what are you going to do dare the lion in his den eh sam right tom that doctor must know a good deal more than he is willing to tell the coach driver went off and walking around to the front of the sanitarium the boys rang the bell sharply there was no answer to the summons And then Tom gave the bell-knob a jerk, which nearly broke it off. A second-story window was thrown open with a bang. "'I want you boys to go away,' came in angry tones. "'And I want you to come down and let us in,' retorted Tom. "'I won't let you in. I've told you all I know, and that is the end of it.' It's not the end of it, Dr. Carley. We want to know how you came to let Arnold Baxter have your horse and carriage. I didn't know the horse and carriage were out of the stable. The man must have taken them on the sly. It's not likely. Open the door and let us in. It will be best for you. Ha! You threaten me! I've done more than that. I've since bore a policeman. At this announcement the old doctor grated his teeth savagely. He was much disturbed and knew not how to proceed. "'I was a fool to go into this thing,' he muttered. "'It may lead to all sorts of trouble. I must get myself clear, somehow.' "'Are you going to let us in?' went on Tom. "'Yes, I will let you in, but allow me to state that you are acting very foolishly,' answered the doctor, and dropped the window." a few minutes later he appeared at the door which he opened very gingerly you can come into the parlour he said stiffly we'll remain right here answered tom afraid of some sort of a trap well what do you want i want to know where that young man my brother is the man who was with him said he was his nephew it was a falsehood now where is my brother honestly i have not the slightest idea "'What was that man doing with your carriage?' "'I repeat, young man, I did not know he had the carriage.' The old doctor drew a long breath, wondering how soon an officer of the law would appear. "'Of course, if anything is wrong, I am perfectly willing to do all I can to set it right. My institution is above reproach, and I wish to keep it so.' "'Are you willing to let me look through your place?' So you think your brother is here? I do. You are very forward. Still, to convince you that you are mistaken, you are at liberty to go through my place from top to bottom, but you must not disturb any of the patients. All right, let us go through. Sam, you remain here on the watch for that policeman. With bad grace, Dr. Carley led the way and took Tom through the sanitarium from top to bottom, even allowing him to peep into the rooms occupied by the boarders, as the medical man called them. Of course, there was no trace of Dick. "'Now I trust you are satisfied?' said the doctor, when they were again at the front door. "'I am not satisfied about that carriage affair,' returned Tom, as bluntly as ever. "'Well, I have told you the truth.' At this moment, the coach driver came in sight, accompanied by a policeman what's the trouble demanded the officer of the law tom and sam told their tale and then the doctor had his say and the driver related what he knew certainly a queer mix-up remarked the policeman he turned to the rovers what do you want to do i want to find my brother who has disappeared said tom you say you have searched through here i have after a fashion you can go through if you wish said the doctor to the officer i reckon my brother is gone went on tom but this doctor helped the rascal who spirited him away i did absolutely nothing cried dr carley i am willing to aid you all i can but i am innocent i received no pay for giving the unfortunate young man some medicine to strengthen him and my horse and carriage were taken without my knowledge a long and bitter war of words followed but in the end the doctor was left to himself we'll make no charge against him yet said tom to the policeman but i wish you would keep an eye on the institution in case that rascal puts in an appearance again i will returned the officer a little while later sam and tom set out to rejoin luke peterson when they gained the dock they saw nobody he ought to be somewhere about said the younger rover they tramped about from place to place for fully an hour presently they came close to where the swallow lay had they but known it the peacock with poor dick on board lay but three blocks further away my gracious cried sam suddenly he had seen a form stretched motionless across some lumber lying near the form was that of luke peterson and his cheek and temple were covered with blood End of chapter 7